This is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we're going to talk about Lapidary Shop stock products list. And basically we're going to go over a good uh, list of items that every Lapidary Shop should have and not be missing uh, at least a variety of these objects. Now you can always download these off of our blog. We have This is based off our blog. And that can be found at RadicalRocksUSA.blogspot.com. I always leave the website at the description of the podcast. So you can, if you forget that, you can look that up there. Now, all our social media links are found at the bottom of every single one of our blogs, which we have uh, at least 20 blogs now. So you can go to the bottom of any one of those articles and find all our social media links. Um, We have a Facebook group, which is Radical Rocks. We have a YouTube video channel, Radical Rocks. We have the podcast and the blog. Now, just real briefly to let you know what uh, we're doing here, we're building a community of lapidary folks, rockhound folks, mineral loving folks, and we are doing what we can to educate each other and to educate the public about the benefits of rockhounding. And through the social media and the attention it gets, we are going to be and are getting a little bit of uh, monetary um, recognition for our podcast and such. And we want to use this money to build the channel and continue the education work as well as contribute and donate to educational clubs and things of that sort and eventually build up to the point where we can work on a plan to keep areas open for rockhounds to collect. That's very important. So all you have to do is subscribe you know, and like and share and give your attention to these medias and that's how you're helping to contribute to the hobby. All right? So with that, we'll get right into our discussion today. Lapidary Shop Stock Products List. Now, this list was created with the old standby products uh, and recommendations from our Radical Rocks Facebook group. And again, you can join that community. There's education, news, tips, and more. Now, this list is for entertainment purposes only. I have not tried all of the methods and products listed, so always read the manufacturer's recommendation, use your own judgment, use safety precautions and personal protection, glasses, gloves, whatever's recommended. If stuff needs to be used outside, make sure and read all of that because we're just going to get in basically to the products and uh, what they do. So adhesives. Um, The list that we have here on the blog, RadicalRocksUSA.blogspot.com, starts uh, with adhesives. Now, there is CA, or also called Superglue. There's many different brands. One's called Starbond that you can get. There's three main types. Um, Be sure to have a debonder nearby if you're going to be using glue quite a bit. Uh, Remember that uh, Superglues and these type of glues are heat-sensitive. That can be good or that can be bad, and we'll talk about why that is. And if you're working on small stones um, that are glued to a nail, you um, can work it slowly because if it gets hot, it can pop off of the nail. And um, when you have completed the grinding and polishing 
of your stone that has been super glued to a nail, you can just heat the nail and uh, hold it with a you know a pair of pliers or something. And as the adhesive, the glue gets hot, the stone will just pop off before the heat travels to the stone. Um, if this is done correctly, it's a pretty simple process. And uh, make sure the stone falls on something that uh, can catch it without it getting hurt. So a part of this uh, thin glue, uh, CA or super glue or Starbond, this can be used for stabilizing the porous stones and for some cracks or fractures. Um, this is said to work best if the stone is not completely separated. Now the thick gel type super glue or Starbond or CA, it can be used as a dopping adhesive as we mentioned. Um, it is heat sensitive. so. This can be used for um, filling small pits and voids in stones as well. And along with these type of glues is the uh, accelerator or flash set. Now you just spray this on there and it increases the drying time, which when you're using gel for dopping, this can take hours. It will slow, it'll speed it up where it only takes minutes. And the accelerators might reduce the strength just by a little amount. So always have the debonder on hand, especially if you are using the accelerator, okay? The debonder is another item that you might want in your shop. This is for working with the CA glue or super glue products because they can instantly bond your skin to your skin, your fingers together, or to uh, other materials very quickly once it gets tacky. And uh, the only way you can get it loose would be to rip your skin and that's no fun at all we don't want to do that <coughs> excuse me now we'll get into dopping wax um, dopping wax is called a wax yet it's not really a wax it's more of a shellac based kind of like pitch it's an adhesive that's heated to a specific temperature anywhere between 140 and 170 degrees Fahrenheit typically heated in a dop pot made specifically for this dop you can also use a um, alcohol lamp and something over it and heat it that way. I've seen people use light bulbs. I don't know that that's a really great idea, but it's possible. I've seen irons rigged where they sit upside down and a metal pot sit on top of them. I don't know if that's a good idea, but I've seen it done. So primarily types of dop, wax dop. There's the green dop, which is really a good all-purpose dot dop. It melts about... 150 degrees with the flame or electric dot pot. Then there's the black dop. This typically melts about 175. You wouldn't want to use this on opal or sensitive stones. In fact, I would probably stick with a glue for those. Then there's the brown or dark red dop. Melts at about 140. I saw that on the Kingsley North website. And then um, to debond this, um, usually uh, slow cooling or denatured alcohol can dissolve it enough for removal. Most uh, rock lapidary shops put the cabs that are on a dop stick with the wax, with the dopping waxes in the freezer, and uh, the stones typically pop off pretty easily. And sometimes the epoxy can be reused until it gets too many impurities in it, or if it gets overheated, it will lose uh, its strength. So... Um, 
Now we'll get into other epoxies. There are several types of epoxies that are used as adhesives, stone repairs, hardening, and as for a base for the stone um, or to you know anchor it to something. So there's five minute uh, epoxy. This can be used as a temporary bond. Uh, it can yellow in time. It's usually used as a dopping material for faceting. Also it can be used to back adhesive for a stone to its finding. And it's a two-part epoxy, requires a good cleaning of the surfaces before bonding, as with really all bonding agents. <clears throat> uh, epoxy 220, this is one I use. Uh, this is great for securing gemstones to findings, and it has a decent heat tolerance. Also, uh, epoxy 330, also by Hughes Company, used for making triplets for opals and other stones. It's clear. It's clear, uh, clear as water type epoxy. It can be used to repair broken or split stones. It's somewhat heat sensitive, again, as many epoxies. And I have a link for that at the bottom of the page if you'd like to get that. It's a good product. Now, here's a product that I'm asked about quite a bit. It's called Opticon 224. It's uh, called a fracture sealer. And it is used for sealing fractures, and it can be used for stabilizing stones, such as turquoise. Um, I have a link for that. Um, it's pretty easy to use. It's best to clean the stones first with uh, acetone, and then uh, let them dry. And it's something you'll probably want to wear gloves. You don't want to get any oil from your hand, but you soak it in the um, first part, the, the resin, and um, you can heat it to about 150 degrees to help it get deep into the pores. And then you scrape off all the resin. And the stuff that you scrape off, as long as you keep it clean, you can reuse it. And then you follow the directions and mix it with the hardener. And you can make smaller batches. You mix it with the hardener and then you put it on there and um, get it hot again. And this really does do a good job of uh, stabilizing slabs or um, stones. Now, PC7 is also um, a paste-type epoxy found at most hardware stores. It's two-part epoxy. It can be used for backing of stones. The set time can be sped up by using a 100-watt light bulb uh, or um, a dot pot, but don't go... Uh, it says about 140 degrees, but don't go above 200 degrees. Attack is a debonding solvent for epoxies. This can be used to remove stones from findings, or um, stones dopped with epoxies. And then next is jeweler's glue or jewelry glue. There's many types of what are classified as jewelry glue. Basically, this is a hobby glue and uh, can be good for um, gluing dissimilar materials together. Now, one brand is E6000 Craft Glue. It will bond dissimilar materials with a slightly flexible bond and used uh, to glue cabochons to findings if you want, or prongs or caps. Now here's one I use. Uh, you can get it on uh, several different websites. Um, it's a GS Hypo Cement. It is a jewelry glue. It can be used on many materials. It can bond dissimilar materials. Uh, it's used to bond the end of uh, bead stringing uh, or string type projects and materials at the tie point. And um, then there is a temporary bonding. Now, temporary bonding is usually used for like bonding sandpaper to a flat surface, such as a lap, 
during the polishing and uh, stages and grinding stages. It's also used as a temporary bond on the surface of stones or other materials for templates. If you wanted to have a cutout template, you could just use that adhesive. You spray it on each side, let it get tacky, and then it adheres very well um, and can still be removed. The 3M Super 77 is a multi-purpose spray adhesive that is most often used in the lapidary shop for this purpose. Now we're going to get into some chemicals that uh, a lapidary shop would want to have and uh, would be handy to you. Ammonia. Um, it can be used to create a patina on metals, brass, and copper. The process is called fume. You suspend the metal above the ammonia in a closed container. Um, in other words, like a glass over a glass. Um, just tie it on with, uh, with something. The results depend on the strength and the amount of the exposure and varied in colorization from darkening to vivid blues and greens. Now, baking soda, also known as sodium bicarbonate, is a household item and uh, it is a wonder in a lapidary shop as well. It's a must-have in your shop. Baking soda will neutralize other shop acids such as your pickle, which you would use for um, prepping jewelry. We'll talk about that. Or acylic acid, which is a great uh, way to clean uh, crystals. We'll get into that. And other types of acids, uh, baking soda can neutralize that and uh, make it uh, safer to handle. Now be careful and do research because uh, you can cause a reaction uh, to this. Vinegar um, is, can, is considered an acid and can be neutralized with baking soda, but it also can create a violent reaction. And there are YouTube videos of folks that make rockets with this mix using bottles and such. So be safe. Research the thing that you want to use with it. Baking soda also can be used to clean. Uh, it's very handy with a toothbrush and uh, can, can aid in cleaning. Now borax or uh, boric acid is often used as a flux, either dry or wet, uh, used for brazing uh, and casting. It helps remove contaminants when the brazing or melting metals um, get hot. It helps uh, separate those. Now, um, I'm not sure I'm saying this right, but uh, cupronial is a fire and flux scale preventer for silver, copper, and brass brazing or soldering. It's a blue liquid that can be sprayed or dipped to improve solder flow, and it helps reduce fire scale of the metal being heated. Next is a debubbler or bubbler preventer. These are not used much today. Debubbler is supposed to reduce surface tension so that bubbles will not attach themselves to a mold or the model of the mold. In, in the day, people used to use the vibration alone for their casting, um, and the debubbler helped release the bubbles and often contained uh, soap or other suffocant to reduce the surface tension. Nowadays, most of the better investments contain a suffocant as part of the formulation, and I usually don't uh, use one of the spray-on debubblers. In fact, some of the commercial debubblers have a warning that they should not be used with a vacuum um, type casting for, for debubbling. Flux. Uh, flux is a chemical or mix of chemicals to improve the flow of solder. Um, read your product information. Uh, liver of sulfur. This is something that is used to add darkness or patina to copper and silver. 
It does smell like a rotten egg, and it should only be used outside because of these nasty fumes. Um, oxalic acid. This is great for cleaning crystals and geodes. Uh, it removes iron stains. So it's pretty does a pretty good to great job of doing that. It can work better when heated a bit, but that will create some toxic fumes. So always, uh, I've always used it at room temperature, just fine. Always wear PPE, personal protective equipment. You don't want to get that stuff in your eye. Sodium bisulfate. This is for cleaning silver, copper, or brass as a preparation for soldering and commonly called pickle. A pickling agent uh, is uh, used and is worked best at uh, 120 to 150. This is usually done with a small crock pot that is set at the proper setting. And uh, you just uh, usually make a pair of copper tongs uh, to reach in. You throw your finding in there in between soldering uh, one piece to the other. And that cleans it up really good uh, when you're going to uh, solder that one piece to the next piece. And it becomes a flat kind of color. The silver's not bright and shiny. It's kind of flat, but uh, super good for the processes of uh, soldering and all of that. And then clean up at the end before you, you polish it. Um, vinegar. Now, this can be used to test stones for uh, carbonite content. And also can be used in a combination with a coil of copper to speed up the natural patina process and coloration of uh calcopherite after it's cut and um, that is a stone that's just kind of black but when you treat it with this uh, vinegar it actually makes it turn kind of a peacock uh, variety of colors on it and some people call it a peacock rock I've heard it called that yellow ochre uh, ochre this is a powder that is used to limit solder flow. So you can kind of reduce the flow if you're wanting it to not uh, end up on one part of your project. Now, next we get into detergents. Um, Dawn dish soap. This is uh, good for washing and degreasing as far as soaps go. It works well for removing uh, oil from saw cut slabs. Uh, also used for the first stage of rock tumbling as a, a suffinant and a cushioning due to the bubbling effect. This time we want the bubbling effect. Uh, side effect, uh, it also reduces the noise of tumbling your stones. Also can be used between changing grit size to clean off the stones of the previous grit before tumbling to the next. Um, usually uh, this is done for about an hour duration when you go through that cleaning process. Another soap uh, is ivory snow or baby detergent. This can be used as a cushion and a cleaner in tumbling of stones, um, just as we just stated, um, same as Dawn. Now here's one, uh, Tide Laundry Soap Granular. This really makes a good degreaser for cement floors. Uh, you wet the area, uh, you sprinkle grains of it, use a sti stiff broom or brush and um, loosen up the stains, let it set on there kind of damp to wet, and uh, just continually scrub it and scrub it, and um, then you will be able to rinse that off now we'll talk about some other things that you might need in your shop, such as fuel and gas. Um, acetylene is one that uh, is used. It's a flammable gas for welding, brazing, soldering, casting, and metal. Um, you can use it when with uh, oxygen uh, as together as cutoff for uh, metals. Uh, you can cut soft metals to steel. This can be used with a special tip that creates a uh, venturi type effect that draws in extra excess air 
for soldering work, but uh, it burns cleaner and hotter when it is used with oxygen. And um, the smallest tank sizes are size B. It's used very often for lapidary work. And uh, again, that, that flame, when you use just the acetylene tank without the oxygen and you use that, uh, that tip, it is a kind of a, a, um, a lot of uh, turbulence in that flame. So if you're soldering with really light stuff, it will blow those pieces around. Next is butane. This is probably a great one to start with if you're just getting started in silver work and you're going to be working on the thin with the thinner silver metal. Um, you can construct a lot of um, rings and things with this material. Usually sold in small canisters um, to refuel a small little hobby torch that fits in the palm of your hand. Sometimes these are used uh, for for putting. Uh, I uh, forget the the name when they when they torch the food and they cook it and they just kind of give it a little uh, a scorching you know um, they could be bought uh, in those type of stores too like re uh, chef supplies and cooking supplies this is a good way for again for uh, beginning in silver work for lapidary projects another fuel is uh, denatured alcohol um, you used to be able to buy this in pharmacies uh, you can still find it if you look around. Sometimes it's used in alcohol lamps and uh, to heat dop stops, uh, dopping sticks for dopping. It's also used in wax casting and can be used to clean. Map gas. This is a gas typically in a yellow canister. Um, stands about a maybe almost a foot tall and uh, about as big around as a, a big coffee cup. And it burns a little bit hotter than propane. It's sold in these medium canisters, usually a torch tip for soldering and screwed into the top of the canister. It's often used for small copper plumbing projects around the house uh, and such and can be used for silver work. But again, the flame is a little turbulent and might blow these uh, lighter silver finding uh, parts as you're constructing your, your silver projects. It might blow those parts uh, out of place. But it's, it's a possibility if you have one. Propane, uh, this can be used effectively for most silver work. There are specialty torches that have a very small hose with a very small tip. These are the ones that work best for lapidary. Um, used to be able to buy these in hobby shops. I have not seen them too often lately. They can work very well. Um, as with the map gas, if you get the torch tip that screws in the top of the canister... <clears throat> that is a little bit too turbulent for um, fine silver work, in my opinion. We got more. Pro we got more products here, folks. Um, solvents. We want to get into some solvents. Um, acetone. This works great for thinning or cleaning epoxies. Also uh, good for prepping stones for fracture repairs or hardening treatments, as we mentioned with the um, the uh, treatments for hardening your stones you'll want to soak those in uh, in the uh, acetone denatured alcohol um, we mentioned it uh, briefly but it's also great for cleaning and prepping stones for bonding uh, for prepping for dopping um, or gluing or dopping epoxy any of these things for cleaning tools of dop epoxy or glue so this is handy to have um, See if you can get it in a bigger container instead of a smaller one because you can go through that pretty quickly. Lacquer thinner, um, used as a cleaner, can remove black felt marker or Sharpie from stones. A lot of times uh, some of us can't see too good. We like to use a nice Sharpie to mark our stone when we're cutting our slabs into cabochons. 
and uh, sometimes we'd like to get rid of that uh, black mark after we're done if there's some still on the side or something uh, or on the back depending on how you're mounting it this lacquer thinner uh, might be an aid in uh, doing it so always test these things on your stones a little bit just put a little dab on a little corner or something make sure that uh, they're working some other useful products uh, are cleaners Tarnix uh, is a remover, a tarnish remover. It can be used on uh, stone. It may not uh, be used on on some stones. It can be used on maybe some stones, but don't use it on opal, pearl, amber, turquoise, or shell. Um, jewelry cleaner. There's jewelry cleaners. Be careful. Some of the stones are, are sensitive to this, um, but can help you clean the jewelry by uh, soaking in there or using a... Uh, uh, a jewelry cleaning device um, such as a ultrasonic jewelry cleaner or what have you now for casting uh, there's a few items uh, investment which is a high temperature uh, or plaster for creating molds which are made from the wax masters in the lost wax process these are made from silicon based powder and mixed with water and poured over the wax cast master into a flask or a cubicle and then it's cured in a kiln and then uh, there is an investment for various metals such as silver gold and platinum a spray shellac is used to seal organic materials as a preparation for wax casting um, and such now here's something for geode work that you may not have heard of this is an old timers told me about this and I've seen it here and there pop up but shaving cream inside uh, the geode to keep the grit out when uh, doing lapidary and polishing now you may need to reapply this shaving cream as you are polishing the stone um, it can work it can help um, I think still some grit will get in there but if you've got some cheap shaving cream around you want to try it um, there there you go now for lapidary work we have a few products here uh, beeswax which can be used as a lubricant for burrs and also uh, saw blades it can be used as an adhesive to pick up small stones or uh, little bits of items that are going to be placed in a setting I've heard it used as a finish on soapstone carving when applied and in an oven um, burr life is a product a liquid or solid that is used to reduce friction to increase the life of burrs saws blades drills and such uh, cool lube is an additive that can be used with water to cool and lubricate a lapidary saw. It cuts the tension. Um, it helps keep the grit out of the saw blade and helps your saw blade last longer. Mineral oil also used as a lubricant and a coolant for lapidary saws when cutting. And then uh, something I hadn't heard of, veterinarian grade light mineral oil used for uh, cutting for a cutting saw for cooling and lube when cutting. It's a replacement for some of the harsher oils like uh, Pella and Almeg oils. A lot of people are not wanting to use those industrial oils because they're very unhealthy to, to breathe the fumes. It has a higher ignition point than traditional oils, about 40 uh, to 100 degrees higher ignition point. It has no smells. It's non-toxic. And uh, normally this uh, veterinarian-grade mineral oil is used as an animal laxative. Now we can't forget our good friend W40. This is a lubricant. It'll penetrate oil and water. Uh, can be used to lubricate mechanical parts and loosen bolts and nuts. Very good at removing rust. 
So uh, some of the products that we've recommended, uh, there's an introduction to Lapidary book. You can uh, use our affiliate site there. There's the Opticon 224 hardener for fracture healing and the Hughes Epoxy 330 um, that you can use. We want to encourage you guys to check out our affiliate sites and sign up for all our social media. Again, this all this information can be found and downloaded and printed on our blog at RadicalRocksUSA.blogspot.com. This is your host Shane with Radical Rocks saying, remember, rock hounds don't die, they petrify. <laughs>